Anyway, it was a box office uh, hit. I'm just going to get my notes together, otherwise I'm going to run out of things to say. Um, and it became the top-grossing uh, animation film of all time until it was overtaken in 2019. And it is the fifth highest-grossing film of all time. So this is a film that people know. So it's really important that we can speak into these things that are so familiar uh, to people that maybe don't go to church. Um, or uh, at all. And this morning we're going to look at the story. Oh, I've got a control. Let's see if it works. Last week it did all sorts of funny things. Here we go. <laughs> Try one more time. It's frozen. It's frozen. You're right. It's fro well done, Dave. Uh, is it is it actually frozen, or is it just the controls not working? Always making noises now, that's not good. Yeah, oh no, go back, go back. I'm in control. Right, press it once, let it go. There we go. So we're going to look at the, the, uh, the song, let it go. We're actually going to look at the whole of the Frozen film. Uh, not watch it, that would be a little bit too much this morning. So there are spoilers alerts, okay? If you haven't seen it before, you will know not exactly how the story goes and not exactly how it ends. We get a good <laughs> idea. You see, restraints or constraints can be a really good thing. You know, it's a good idea to wear a seatbelt in a car because it constrains you, it restrains you in a crash and stops you from hurting yourself. It's a really good idea to have those constraints when you're on a roller coaster, I would not want to go on a roller coaster or some sort of ride if that wasn't that thing that comes down and holds me in place. So constraints are a good thing. But the reality is, the truth is that in our society, even today, there are restraints or constraints on people and maybe on you that stops us or makes it difficult for us to grow, to flourish, and maybe be who we are designed to be. So, for example, your gender can affect you, constraints. I remember the film Billy Elliot. Anyone seen the film Billy Elliot? Where this boy who had a very sort of manly dad, or I think he did work in the mines or something like that, and he decided he didn't want to go down the mines. He wanted to be a dancer. And his dad wasn't too happy about that. It was constraints because he's a, a male. Um, or if you're female, uh, Glenn Close, in her 2019 Oscar speech, whilst remembering her mother, who was in her 80s, saying to her towards the end of her life, I never fulfilled anything. I never felt I did anything in my life because of the constraints on her, said, we have to find personal fulfillment. We have to follow our dreams. It could be our social status, our lack of money that stops us from pursuing our dreams. It can be our ethnicity. We are arguably one of the most successful multicultural nations in the world. And yet, particularly if you come from a Caribbean heritage, the statistics say that you are less likely to succeed and more likely to have poor outcomes in life. For whatever reason, there are things in society and in our life that constrain us and hold us back. And it may not even be anything in society. Maybe it's words that were spoken over you 
when you were a child. Negative things that said you weren't good enough to do what maybe you wanted to do. Maybe you shared something you wanted to do and someone said, that's a stupid idea. So you put that to one side. These things, these restraints hold us back. They stifle growth. They suffocate us. Over to Frozen. This is Elsa, a little girl. She's special, partly because she's a princess, uh, but also partly because she has a magical power. She has the ability to produce snow and ice out of uh, nowhere. And she has a sister, a younger sister called Anna, and they love to have fun together. They love to play together. But one day there's an accident where because of Elsa's powers, she really... She really... Can you just skip one, please? Keep going. Next one. I'm gonna let, no, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> She's grown up a lot since then. I'm just going to let you do it. If you go back to slide four, please. Okay. Forget about the... Uh, it's just going to be a distraction. Um, oh, there we go. A freak accident. Her powers causes her sister to fall uh, very, very unwell. And the parents panic. They take her to... A troll, as you would do. Um, <laughs> and he manages to fix the problem, but he warns that her powers are only going to get stronger. And you have to try and control these powers before something even worse happening. So the parents, uh, what they do, they shut everything down. They close the doors of the palace. They reduce her contact with people. And they try and teach her to control her powers, to constrain, to hide who she really is. And in the song we just song, sung, it says these words, don't let them in, don't let them see, be the good girl you always have to pee, conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. So Elsa grows up with these constraints on her, stifling who she is and this gift that she has. Her heart is effectively frozen. She represses her emotions. She distances herself from friends and families, and she hides her true self. And all that ends up, if we do that, is we become fake, and we become unfulfilled, incomplete, misunderstood, and detached from people around us. But then something changes, and this is where the film gets interesting. Her parents die in a tragic accident, She's made queen. Suddenly all the doors of the palace are flung open. She's suddenly got all these contact with people, which is a hugely stressful uh, environment to be in. And then she has this altercation with her sister and suddenly, snap. Everything that was inside her bursts out. Her powers are on display. People are scared and fearful of her. And she runs away. She runs away from people. She runs away from responsibility. She runs away from judgment. And that's when we have her singing this song. I let it go. Just going to pick up fear on the slide here. Fear is a real theme that runs through the whole film. That's fear that they had to try and avoid, but they don't. Fear of other people's opinions. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. Fear of standing out. These are all things that are causing Elsa to hide herself away. And maybe that's the same for you. Maybe there is all those fears in your life that hide your true self. 
from the world out there. But like I said, the pendulum swings, things change, and you end up with Elsa singing uh, these songs. And uh, what's the result? <coughs> she feels great. The result is she's got freedom. She's got relief. There's no need to hide. There's no need to pretend. There's no need to try and blend in. She throws up all constraints. And she sings these words, no rights, no wrongs, no rules for me. I'm free. I remember talking to a lady at church I was on at. And um, she always struggled with church. She was always trying to, to fit in. She wasn't quite sure how, you know, how, where she was at with her in terms of her belief in, in Jesus. I remember I went to her house once. And I sat there with her. And she was talking about this. And she said, I've made the decision. I'm not going to go to church anymore. I said, how do you feel about that? She said, I feel great. It feels so good. I'm not going to go to church anymore. Because there was no longer any expectations on her. There was no longer any constraints. She didn't feel she had to fit in. She didn't feel she had to strive. So she let it all go. And in fact, she didn't just leave the church. She left her job. She didn't just leave her job, but she moved into other town. It's like, I'm just going to get away from everything. I'm just going to start afresh, start anew. So I wonder how many marriages are like. I have spoken to people, many people, who maybe got married early on in life. And suddenly, rather than being a joy or a gift, their marriage and maybe their family and their children become a burden. It becomes a constraint. And they think, what if? What if I didn't have these constraints in my life? What if I could be free? Then I could be the person I was designed to be. I can do all these amazing things. And they throw off the constraints and they, and they get away. I remember talking to one lady it said, it's God's, um, it's, it's God is telling me I need to leave my husband. God wasn't telling her she had to leave her husband. The stuff inside her was saying she needed to leave her husband because she wanted to be free. She wanted to get rid of responsibility and the constraints she felt she was were holding her back and to move on. See, society says that we need to find the truth within ourselves. We need to search out our deepest desires and our deepest nature and express them in whatever way or shape or form that happens. You need to throw off all the shackles of society, any traditional ideas about who or what you should do, and just be free. Let it go. So in reality, it doesn't work. See, what we see in the story of, uh, in Frozen is Elsa goes off, she runs away, but in the process of doing that, she plunges her entire kingdom into an eternal winter. What she does when she thinks, she sings, I'm, I'm, I'm in isolation, I'm not affecting anyone, I can get away from anyone. In fact, she'd affected everyone with her behaviours and the choices she made. And her sister, Anna, goes over there to try and persuade her, look, this is what you've done, you need to, you need to uh, fix it. And in anger and fear, Elsa strikes out and mortally wounds 
her sister. I've got a picture of it. I did have a picture of it. <laughs> so the reality is the fear was still there because we can run away from our responsibilities. We can run away from our situations. We can run away from friends and families. We can isolate ourselves. But the problems, the fear in this case, was still there. Fear of being constrained again. Fear of people. Fear of missing out. We've got this acronym FOMO. Fear of missing out. which seems to be a really big thing in society now. If I, if I decide to do this, if I constrain myself to this course of action or this, to this particular person, then what if I miss out on something else? What if there's something bigger and better around the corner? So what's people's answer? Well, I just won't take on that responsibility. I won't attend that event. I won't say yes. I'll say maybe because of fear of missing out. Or maybe we're fearful of the emotions inside that can get out and what happens if they do get out what if i blow up again what if something goes wrong again running away doesn't solve anything because our issues and our problems tend to run away with us so how do we break the curse well, if you read, listen to psychologists, they will say, well, you don't run away. Be vulnerable. Share your feelings. And maybe they could have done the film where Elsa sits down with a counsellor and talks about her feelings and suddenly the whole thing is sorted out. But that probably wouldn't have been quite so interesting a film. So the answer is they go to a troll, as once again, and the troll says this. This is Brock the Rock says, only an act of true love can thaw a frozen only an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart. True love in the film is the antidote to fear. True love is the antidote to selfishness. True love is the antidote to repressed feelings. Love expressed through sacrifice. And what we have towards the end of the film, we have uh, Anna giving her life, here's a picture of it, and by doing so, rescues everyone and releases Anna, Elsa, from the chains that were holding her back. It broke the curse. Now that makes a great story, it makes a great Disney story. But what I'll tell you this morning, this is a story which is far bigger than just a Disney film. This is a story of life. And this is a story that we find in our Bibles. And I want to look at one particular verse. It's probably, or at least it used to be, the most well-known verse in the entire Bible. There used to be signs at like football matches saying 316. And you used to catch it on in the background in TV shows and stuff like that. John 316. It's written, uh, it's the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four accounts of Jesus' life and ministry. And one particular John was written by one of the disciples, John. And he starts off with these words in John chapter 3. He says, For God so loved the world. 
For God so loved the world. See, this is the driving force in the story of the Bible. God's love for the world. God's love for creation. God's love for humanity. God's love for you. I have to admit, I read bits in the Bible where I find it quite difficult to understand. I find things that are maybe great with me and I don't quite know what is going on. But actually the lenses through which we should read this book is the reality that everything that is done is God acting through love for his creation. For God so loved the world. That's the reason. But what does he do? This is what it says. That he gave his one and only son. That he gave his one and only son. See, Paul later on writes to a church in Philippi. Paul was a, just an amazing church leader. Much of the letters that we have in our New Testament is written by Paul. And he sends one particular letter to the Philippians, the church in Philippi, where he tries to unpack what this is when he talks about God giving his one and only uh, son. And he says these words in chapter 2. He says this, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So Jesus who being in the very nature gods, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. Remember that Christmas story? That baby in a manger? Jesus, meek and mild? That's God. Making himself nothing. And moving into the neighborhood, coming down to earth. By taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Driven by love, God moves, comes down, moves into the neighborhood, becomes a human baby. That whoever believes in him. What does belief mean? Well, belief means to trust, to follow, to open our hearts to Jesus. But why? Well, this is the reason why. So whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. An eternal, never-ending relationship. With God, to be in the presence of a heavenly Father who loves us, who accepts us, and welcomes us. Perish is to just end up receiving the natural consequences of our sin. Our sin is those stuff that holds us back, that binds us, that, that constrains us. See, Jesus came. To give us freedom. It says this in Galatians chapter 5. Once again written by uh, Paul. But this time to a church in Galatia. It says this is for freedom that Christ has set us free. See we think by throwing off the constraints of life. By running away. By shirking your responsibility that we are truly free. That we think we're a kingdom of isolation. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. We just need to do what we want to do. Because what's most important is what is inside. That doesn't bring true freedom. All it does is mess up you. 
It messes up other people. It breaks relationships. It causes others to suffer. We see that in the film Frozen. Also, we see it in the story of humanity that's revealed to us in the Bible. But Christ has brought us freedom by dealing with the root cause of our problem, which is the sin and the messed up stuff inside. If you haven't read yours, which is our weekly magazine, every um, do grab this week, we'll grab every week and read it. Uh, Dennis writes a little article at the back. He talks about inner healing and freedom. Actually, in Christ, this eternal life starts when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's not something you have to wait until you die. The healing can start now. See, this love that God has as his driving force doesn't bring condemnation. It doesn't bring fear. In fact, John, who wrote these words later on in another letter, wrote, writes that love, perfect love, the love revealed to us in Jesus dries out all fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. God hasn't come to punish us. He's come to free us. We're going to take some time uh, in a moment. and just respond just on your own to some questions. If you would like to uh, kind of think a little bit more about what I said uh, this morning, in a far better way than I've put it, we've got these Why Christmas uh, little booklets. You're very welcome to come and take one. And just so this will explain, just guide you through the story, guide you through the brain principles. And there's a prayer at the end as well, which is worth uh, praying. So I'm going to leave these here. And you're very welcome to come and grab one. They're absolutely free. So do take one if you'd like to read them. But let's just take some time out just to be quiet and to listen to these questions. Do you feel constrained? Do you feel constrained? What is the cause? What is the cause? Do you sometimes wish you could run away from all responsibility? Are you fearful? What of? How do you feel about Jesus' act of selfless love? white on the mountain tonight not a footprint to be seen the kingdom of isolation and it looks like I'm the queen the wind is howling like this swirling storm inside 
Couldn't keep it in heaven knows I tried Don't let them in, don't let them see Be the good girl you've always had to be Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know Well now they know Let it go, let it go Can't hold it back anymore Let it go, let it go bother me anyway It's funny how some distance makes everything seem small And the fears the ones control me can't get to me at all It's time to see what I can do to test the limits and break through No right, no wrong, no rules for me I'm free Let it go, let it go I'm the one who can break her down Let it go, let it go Power flurries through the air into the ground. My soul is spiraling, it flows in fractals all around. One part crystallizes like an icy blast. I'm never going back to past is in the past. Let it go, let it go, and I'll rise like the break of dawn. Bother me anyway.